0: Well, here we are. What would have been a game recap pod has now become a coaching tenure recap pod. Like, is this uh, this is happening? So
1: this has happened in our lifetimes. This is the fourth time.
0: Frank, Frank Solich, Billy C.
1: Fifth time, yeah. Billy C. Riley Pliny, yeah, Frost. This is our fifth in. 20 years 20 years yeah five I mean, and
0: 20 it's crazy it's now five five head coaches five ad's in 20 years and and there's been so much talk about like nebraska nebraska has got to get off this cycle of higher fire higher fire higher fire but now nebraska's back on that cycle full disclosure so it is three fifty three p.m on sunday we had a plan right like i had a plan i had the whole game recap all ready to go uh and all of a sudden, boom, the news hits, frost-fired, Trev's press conference. You and I just watched Trev's press conference. Yeah. And so he, here's kind of what I want to start with is like... Throw it all out the window. Just, let's
1: well, like, start. Let's, well, I yeah.
0: think I, well, I just want everybody to like, let's let's give each other some grace yeah. and, uh, and just talk it out. Like how... I feel now or my opinion on something now may be different that I may be like contradicting myself at the end of this podcast. Like a lot, like everybody's opinion today should be written in pencil and not pen. Like it it can yeah. alter, it can change. I think let's just work our way through how we feel right now because I don't know. Did you I mean, we'll get into what Trev said, but real quick, like so. When the game ends last night, historically bad game, six hundred and forty-two yeah. yards given up, most ever by an opponent in Memorial Stadium. Uh, did you like when you went to bed? Did you think Frost could Frost is going to get fired on Sunday?
1: I zero percent. There, in my mind, I never even, um, I never even got like it never got to that point in my head. Like I just assumed there's this. You know, the October, one thing. The October yeah. one thing was like, I was, I, it was hard for me to think, well, we're going to make a decision and, and be willing to write a $7 million check when we could wait a month and not have to, you know, like yep. that's a big statement that I did not expect Trev and, and right. the administration to be wanting to take. So I, I was shocked when text started flowing in about noon today. And yeah. I, I went, I went, hold on. What? And so I don't know if, I mean, if, if I miss something because I read, um, uh, Mitch Sherman's article last night, he wrote, and he said, it's the end. Like some, like the, some of the writers wrote like, this is the end. Well,
0: but like, I didn't think it was the end yet. Well, I, that's the thing is I think. If I'm being real honest now, what's hard was we were going to preview this Oklahoma game. And I was like, this is the opportunity to flip it, to change it. Like yes. he has yes. to win this game to save his job. But I think overall, there's a difference between thinking last night. the it. I thought it was over last night, but that doesn't mean I thought he was going to get fired on Sunday. No. This entire time, I thought because of that October one date and because of some other things, I thought if there's going to be a change in the middle of the season, it was going to be in the middle of the season. Yes. And yep. so before we get to Trev's comments, like again, give me grace people. I'm just walking myself through <laughs> this here. Um, My first thought was, and this is, again, this is coming from a guy that like, I wanted it to work with frost. Yeah. yeah. My first thought was why bring frost back to just fire him three games into the season? Because he wanted it to work. Like, you don't bring him back. Um, but he didn't give it a ch- In my opinion, th- this is what I'm getting at. Like, you could make a case. And, in fact, I think I, c- I could make the case right now. I don't think he ever gave. Did, did Trev give this revamp situation a chance for it yes. to work? Yes. Because you th- think he did? Because he-, because he got to be the coach this
1: offseason. And Trev looked at the schedule, right? Yeah. Oklahoma's game four three games you really should win we've never had three wins in a row under frost okay um you got whipple you got mick you got the new offensive staff you got some new players like the offense last night looked decent right right i don't think anybody expected our defense though to be that bad so so trev says i'm gonna give you the start of the season thinking that you might win the first three with a lot of juice going into oklahoma and then, if you beat Oklahoma, it's all turned around. So, like, the decision wasn't made. And you could tell by what Trev said. Right. I take him for his, at his word. Like, He did not expect this not to work. He thought it was going to work.
0: Let me hear. I'm not trying to say that he was disingenuous with what he was trying to do. I guess for me, I'm sitting here and I'm just playing devil's advocate of like, why? Because the big question is, I think it might have been the first question he got asked was like, why now? Like, why make this decision now? And one of the first things I thought when the decision came down, it's not that I don't agree with it. You know, like, I think at this point, whatever, it is 16 and 31, four straight losing seasons, staring down the barrel of another losing season. You just had one of the worst, if not the worst home losses in program history. Yep. Like, I'm, I think there's obviously a pretty easy case to be made that, like, you needed to part ways with Frost. I guess for me, like, if you were going to, it's just it's just interesting to me to make all these changes, bring him back for a year 5 and basically say you got 3 games to prove to me that this brand new situation is working and if it's not you're done. So like I
1: said I, I'm I was on board with giving him the me opportunity too. and you know we've been a, we've been supporters of like hey like let's take right. it. And, and I think tr- to give Trev credit though he gave him that extra year and a half to sort of like every opportunity to make it work, right? Um But right now, the only reason, really, now that you look at it to get through most of the year, if it's more about money and Trev saying it's not really just about money, it's about I think he heard he's hearing the fans. Yeah. And I I think I mentioned something about this last week, but like the hearts and minds of Husker Nation, like if more people want to see him go than less, like that's a part of this decision. And I think that finally flipped. Where if you pulled Husker Nation, more people didn't have confidence in Frost specifically. That played the, the part of him saying like, "We're going to write the check," even though it's like it's not a good financial decision for for Trev. It became like, I don't think the fans can take
0: the collateral yet. damage done to the fan base or to the hearts and the minds, as you say. Like yeah. maybe it's 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 too much if you if you would have continued this thing. And yeah, that's that's the things like. Uh. You know, I think one of the things with last, I will say last night felt different. Like there was, there always was a way, and we've done it for four years. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We've done these game recap putts. We've done it for four years where there always was a way to somewhat explain the loss, or sometimes the loss was just so inexplicable that that was the reason, right? Yeah. There always was this, like, well, You know, they shot themselves in the foot, they beat themselves, yada, yada, yada. Last night felt like, you know, we talked about like how the way the frost air has gone has made me rethink what I know about football because it seems like Nebraska, like we more often than not, you walk away and go, how did they lose that game? Yeah. Last night was the first game to me that it felt like it felt like a like an ass kicking. Like, we like played Georgia well. Southern got, yeah. <laughs> got, came in here and kicked Nebraska's ass. There's no explaining that away. There's yeah. no, well,
1: if this and if we that. We played excellent on offense in a lot of ways yeah. to stay in the game. Right. That's how bad they whomped us, uh, like our defense. Like, And I think that was, I, like I always said, like if you play good defense and you're tough, guys like Trev, Nebraska fans, stick by you longer like but when you don't play good defense there is something to that that it's like it's the pride the pride then goes like it falls away for us and so to me like you're uh, we're always better off (laughs) like giving more chances when it's like the offense just does one little thing and can't do it but we're playing good defense the black shirts look tough like when the black shirts are giving up 600 yards and Like they're this, you know, Sunbelt team is just picking on us. Essentially, that is where people, I think, just go,
0: well, it's unacceptable. Yeah, I think Trev, I think I think what Trev wanted more than anything was it for for it to be obvious it being the decision. Yes. And I think and I will defend Trev in this regard. I don't know if it was totally obvious at the end of last year, even though they went three and nine. I don't know if it was totally obvious. And here's the way, here's the, probably the way to, to, say that trev made the right decision if trev would have made the decision to fire frost at the end of last year there would have been i think a pretty good amount of people that wouldn't have liked the decision yes. now granted this yep. decision is only four or five hours old i'm yet to talk to or see any tweet or read anything or infer anything or hear anything from anyone that disagrees with this decision
1: because a lot has happened in three weeks yes. nick in three weeks the hearts and minds have changed the the hanger on, let's say it's you're pulling the Undecided Nation. voters. The undecided voters right. that were let's say 60% to 70% right. said, let's we want to stick with Frost. Right. It was probably after the end of the last year, most people said, let's learn from our mistakes. We don't fire coaches until we absolutely have given them enough time. And it wasn't until basically northwestern North Dakota and then the final straw is Georgia Southern, where I think those those kind of people in the middle, they they've gone to like this isn't working. And so the majority of Husker Nation, I don't think was on that's to keep Frost right. bandwagon.
0: That, that's what's hard. And and we do this thing where we separate the team, the defense, the offense. Like it's like, well, it's like we're assessing two things. It's like it's a team. It and is, what's yeah. what's hard is like I do think the there is is the offense better than it was last year? I think it is. They look better to they me. They look better. But that doesn't matter because you're looking at the totality of the team. And the thing Trev has said all the time, and I even dubbed this, this, uh, this comment early on in Frost's tenure, where I just want to see progress through the process. Yeah. And Trev has kind of said as much where it's like, we just got to see some incremental progress. And I think the thing of where it changed the hearts and the minds of people is not only did you not see any progress in these first three games, you saw regression. Yeah. In fact, you—I'm not so sure this team isn't the worst iteration of Frost's tenure here so far. Like, if you mm. take th- this team so far and match them up against any team in the Frost era, yeah. I don't know. This defense is like historically feel historically bad right now. We're we're playing really bad football on defense right now. It's uh, bad. I so. So I guess as I again I told you I was going to talk it out. Like as much as I don't understand the decision, I do understand the decision, and that's what like if you just zoom the, out. I
1: think the timing is surprising. Though. The, is that I just, there?
0: I think it's, it's very surprising. I think everybody's got this October one date in their head where it was like nothing's happening until October one. Nothing's happening until October one. Nothing's happening until October one. And so you just weren't like you got caught with your pants down
1: because here's but here's why, right? Like the big deal was like we restructured his contract. Yes. For this October one, like the whole buyout thing was for this like situation, like if it's not working and October one comes, then we you save us money right, and we're twenty days away right. <laughs> you know, like we're right. twenty days, we're twenty days away yeah Nick. and that's so where I think I'm we like, thought he
0: was going to go to October one. You know what I mean? Yeah, like to me, yeah, that was like one was- it's almost like an American Idol, and and you know they're like, "How you doing? My name's Nick. I'm going to sing Mary Had a Little Lamb,' and they're like, <laughs> "All right, go ahead." And you're like, "Mary had," and they're like, no, nope, I'm done. It's a no for me. You're dreadful. You're terrible." I usually like, let you get through the lamb, let you but get not this time. <laughs> at least the first chorus. But you, de- you like they didn't even let Frost get through the first chorus. Or the first, like uh, so. I think that's your point is true. Like I thought the the audition time yeah. was till October one. I I Nick, that's why
1: I was shocked. I was sitting there looking at my phone. I am shocked. Right. I didn't. It, I just never crossed my mind that with the October one with Oklahoma coming. Uh, cause I think my wife might ask me like, "Is are they gonna?" F-? I'm like, "No, no." I mean, they're they're getting through October and maybe a game or two. Like depending on like what happens with. Indiana yeah. Rutgers, like I, I kind of had that in my head. So did I. And you know, I was thinking, all right, then it basically is a four-game audition. Like if yep. he can win three or four, starting with Oklahoma or four or four, like he probably keeps his job. But if he goes two and four, like, then he's done. Like I kind of had that in my head, but man, I didn't see this. I didn't. That's what's um, so
0: hard is like I didn't see it coming because of the the details surrounding the situation. But if you're just looking at the situation for what it is. Then it's understandable if you're if you're just removing everything else and assessing a football coach and a football program, it's it's completely understandable why you make this decision right
1: well, now. Well, and and think about this: like if this was three or four years ago, I don't think it happens like this. I think with the new era of early signing day, with NIL, um, time is a big, big factor. So if you get a coach in November, let's say he can hit the the road recruiting for a month and a half. Mm -hmm. You can, you know, salvage the recruits you want and the ones you lose, you can go find replacements. But the portal is the other part too. Like you can, you can get the coach you want easier. You can get the assistance you want easier and you can get the portal and the early signing guys So there are easier. some benefits. I mean, there, I think he mentioned, or I don't know, I saw this somewhere, but like there's a few teams last year that did that, like Texas Tech,
0: wow. USC. Like The and, guy that beat Clay Helton got yeah, fired two games in last two year. Two games
1: in, and he got, he got ran. So that is a trend that these ADs now, I think it, it makes sense that they go, look, we get an advantage if, we're, if this is going to happen anyway. To Trev, it's worth $7 million for the right. fans and for the process to get started now. And it, this is the part that maybe we'll get into a little bit, a little bit later is that Mickey Joseph is a candidate, mm-hmm. and Trev said, I want to give these players a chance. So there's a sense maybe that with Mickey, this is his audition. Mm-hmm. He's got an audition. The players, I think, have responded to him so far. Like, this is his nine-game audition. Um, and I think the more audition you can give somebody the better chance that they can have with it. So, I mean, I'm going, this is, I mean, we just found this out. So mm. I know nothing about what Mickey Joseph's plan is. I know nothing about the situation behind Mickey Joseph. I don't know if they're like, if he's a strong candidate, but Trev admitted, he's like, he's a can- they're going to consider gonna, him. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I'd love to see Mickey like prove himself on this. Yeah. So like they're giving this guy kind of a little bit of a shot, but they're still doing a national search, which means like the best coach they're going to take, but Mickey has a real shot now because he's got more games. So he has more time to sort of build. Yeah. So if he can build something that, that works and win some games, that'll be a good audition for him. So I don't know, but I just think, man, there's a lot going on
0: right now. Do you okay, do we want to stick on do we wanna stick on like the f- frost and and kind of trying to provide perspective on that and the fact that it didn't work? Or do we want to go to t- what Trev had to say?
1: Um, I think we go with what Trev had to say. I mean, okay. we've been over the frost a lot, so we can get back to but I think what the Trev press conference, that's the big yeah. Thing. So Let's- Trev,
0: so again, it's now it's four ten, and Trev took the podium at three o'clock. So this was an hour, 70 minutes ago. I took just a a few notes. Trev started out talking about, you know, there's gotta be accountability. Six, a record of 16 and 31 is not acceptable. Um, He called Frost in at about 11 o'clock on Sunday morning. Uh, I thought it was, it was nice that Trev went down with Frost and gave Frost the opportunity to address the team. Uh, Trev addressed the team. And then, Mickey Joseph, obviously, you've said he's going to be the interim coach. And Mickey was able to address the team. Uh, I thought it was it, – uh, there are a couple things other, that, that stood out. He talked about it's going to be a national search. I like how Trev, Trev – he was really good in the press conference, like he always is.
1: Nick, right now, let me tell you one thing. We know we got one person that's the right person for the job. Trev Alberts has been freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, even that press conference, that's a, such a hard delivery. And he knocked it out of the park. The right tone? The right tone
0: because he started thanking Frost and that's and it was sincere and genuine, but then there also was a matter of fact of like why we're all here. You, you said
1: countab- like we weren't account it's not accountable, right? He, like he seemed
0: cool too. It wasn't like it was like,
1: huh? Oh, yeah. And oh. then and then that why I, I don't remember. Oh, oh God, I oh, forgot yeah. why. Oh,
0: pin. Oh, pin. <laughs> Steve Simple a pin. Oh shoot. Oh. <laughs> pin. Does anybody want to work for we're me? We're looking for the best candidate. Thank you like there was not that yeah
1: and he (laughs) yeah he was pretty cool up there and and he this is the part too like he was respectful of frost like
0: that's it yeah he's
1: like look frost won this he's a he's a husker like he wanted this more than anybody he like i think it's like important that like people don't need like there's no reason to trash Frost because frost is a husker like he's one of us and he wanted and as he much wanted to win. he wanted it. he wanted it just, it to work like, it just it's, didn't work it's bizarre how it just didn't work right um and we'll you know down the road i think get yeah. into like you know maybe some of the reasons why it didn't um as we always do but like man i just think like it, he's a guy like you don't there's no reason to trash him because he's done a good job of like representing the the, the university like he hasn't you know been a jerk or done anything besides be just a good guy and like look after the kids. And so you gotta like respect the Frost for what he did and what he was trying to do. But man, it was just like bizarrely just didn't freaking
0: happen. No. Well, okay. So one thing I like that Trev did was he 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 got out ahead of things of saying like, okay over the next he basically was like okay people over the next couple of months the rumor mill is going to be crazy if you hear trev alberts reached out to xyz coach guess what it's probably true but that doesn't mean that i'm necessarily trying to hire xyz coach or i've even offered the job to xyz coach he basically said like i have my list that i have admired from afar but i want to try to cast a big net of absorbing as much information as possible. So I can make the best decision as possible to hire the next coach, which is just such a smart thing. Like see how smart he is. though. Like you're going to hear a bunch of rumors. Calm down about
1: it. But this is what happens in these moments. Cause I've, you know, we've seen a few of these, like, you know, they're going to get Houston nut and then, you know, they find out. And then, you know, the other, then the people are trying to resign Houston. Like these are the, the crazy things that, happen because it gets very dramatic and he's sort of squashing the drama right before people can create the drama and like that's what you got to do is like hey i've seen this dog and pony show happen before like we're gonna keep the dogs in the kennels
0: by the way do you remember when which was it sam or cody that got it your you guys got a brand new kennel your dog growing up it was i thought it was sam and remember they built the kennel outside and you and I, I spent the night, and our plan was to sleep in the kennel.
1: <laughs> Why do we want to do that?
0: I mean, you're like eight, and you're like, let's sleep in the kennel. We we got in there, and we were like this.
1: <laughs> you don't remember this? I don't remember doing Oh that. yeah,
0: You know the kennel, not the oh, one yeah. where like the igloo, Dutch was at, the, the one outside. Yeah. We wanted to sleep in kennel. We were the kennel. like, we are sleeping in this kennel. Well, it's not the worst. When you're idea. little, you're obsessed <laughs> with, like, the idea of a fork and all that Forts stuff. Are cool. If it's yeah. some,
1: I mean, I'm thinking it's like the winner. Like,
0: this is a real bad idea. I, I don't know what time of year it was, but whatever it was, it lasted about five seconds. Okay. Good. Sorry for the tangent there. He he was asked a couple of things. I can't believe I got to this. The buyout. We've hinted at it, but one of the first questions he asked was, what well, we're talking about, hey, the buyout's $15 millions. on October 1st. Wow. It went down to $7.5 Did you guys, you know, negotiate a settlement for the buyout, and Frost said no, no negotiated settlement at Nebraska. We honor contracts. The contract was what it was, which means Scott Frost is going to be owed fifteen million dollars. When, like you said, it's it's could have been in seven, twenty yeah. days. It could have been seven and a half million.
1: That's such a such a significant amount of money, right? For such a short amount of time to wait, but like you said, it's what Trev indicated is that what's happening is bigger than that money, which is like, for some people are going to go 7 million. I, I would say that's a lot of money, right? It is a lot of money, but like, what's the value? Like Nebraska football is worth in this one state home game. It, yeah. I mean, I'm Do talking the math on one home game, like billions. There's a billion dollar yeah. industry in our state. So like 7 million is a lot of money in the big scheme of things with Finding the right next coach, um, you know, appeasing the fans that have sort of lost faith. Like this is this stuff, it might be worth that, right? right. So like it seems kind of crazy when you're just looking at dollars and cents, and that's why I didn't expect it. But the more I thought about it, I go, Okay, hearts and minds, coaching search, giving Mickey and the players every chance well, that's what to he said. turn this around. Like that's a I never thought about it like that, but because that's what he
0: said. Because I said, "Why now?" And he said, "We owe." He, he said this a lot. We owe it to the players yeah to give them. He said, "We owe it to the players." I'm paraphrasing, but I kind of was taking notes. But he said, uh, "We owe it to the players to give them a different voice, a different vision, and confidence, and an opportunity." He kept on saying, "We got nine games left. Yeah. We needed to do something. We needed to inject something new, something different." Which yeah. is like it's
1: understandable. Like, I suppose it's it's what's hard is like frost never seemed like um, somebody who had lost his team.
0: Right. It never had
1: seemed like that to me. It never seemed like he'd lost the guys. He was definitely kind of losing some of the the fans. It never felt like he lost the guys, but I'll say this, like when you're not winning, sometimes you do need a different set of eyes. Sometimes you do need a different voice uh, to shake things up. And I'm very curious because Mickey has not spoken yet, right? He has not, but Trev hinted at some structural yeah, changes. He said Mickey was gonna um, that,
0: that he was gonna make some he, he was gonna be given the like full reign to, to run the program as he see fit. And Trev kind of hinted at these these big changes that were going to get made yeah, with some structural changes. So now, I, I, he said I'm no, not-
1: it's he it didn't sound like it was changes in person coaching no,
0: person because he because he was asked about that has anyone else been let yeah. go and and trev said no but also said but mickey's in charge so but i just don't know what that even i don't know i don't know what uh, that would, would i mean i'd be I mean, very
1: practice so like okay this is how we're gonna practice now like right this is how C- coach frost wanted it this is how he did meetings this is how i want to do stuff like i want stuff to be like this we're gonna practice longer we're right. gonna do you know like whatever he like mickey's been around the block i'll give him that like he's been he's coached a lot of places played a lot of football um he he probably has come from systems that he might feel like he's seen work better or something right because frost is very like it is the organ model that you know i i do love the like the fast friday thing um but maybe mickey's like no nah, we don't do that we do this yeah and Or maybe it's like, we don't tackle well, so guess what? We're going to do live tackling every day. Or we're going to do, like, you name it. Like, sometimes a shakeup and a change of, you know, know, attitude and a change of just like, hey, we're trying some new things, that in itself can be a spark. You just got to change things, and if it works, then all of a sudden you're seeing things work and maybe it builds confidence. So right now we just have lack confidence to, like, get some momentum and
0: get some wins. That's and- why I was, I was a little torn when it first happened. Like, is this, is this the best, is this move actually give this season the best chance to work? And I was a little torn on that initially, but I think I was so, I was so clouded by the elephant in the room being frost and him saving his job, that everything I was thinking about this season was through that prism. Yeah. And maybe when you remove Like when you remove that cloud and you remove the elephant in the room, maybe there's an argument to be made that everybody else can kind of breathe a little bit. But at the same time, now, the chance that Mickey ends up being the guy is maybe enough of like a dangling of a carrot to get everything, keeping it together. But my concern was like, okay, if a lot of this staff knows they're going to be gone and because of the transfer portal, if a lot of this, the, you, there might be a bunch of dudes right now that are in their dorm. Like after this year, I am gone. Okay. And if you already have one foot out the door in any way, football's not going to work. So that's why I was like, I'm not sure where I fall.
1: That, here's what's tough is i I've, I've been on a, a team that fell apart. Bill Callahan's last year was two thousand and seven. Yeah, that was my last. That's my senior year, and um, I got hurt about towards more towards the end of the season, and I was out. We got smacked by Kansas, and yeah, and Steve Pearson gets fired, or he got fired after Oklahoma State. Yep, and then To comes in, and the writing's on the wall. Like they all knew, the coaching staff all knew it was over, and you could feel it. I mean. Uh, those the great guys, I love them, but like they're humans, they're people, and they were thinking about their families, yes. their houses, their life. It's changed, and they knew they were out. They didn't. They didn't think, "Hey, I might have a chance to keep my." They were all gone, and they right. knew it. And the last two games of the year, I mean, it was painful to watch. It was painful to watch coaches that are coaching, knowing that they don't have hope, and then some players checked out, and that was disheartening for me because I was, you know. I'm sitting there trying to come back and I'm I'm it was just really hard to watch that sort of thing happen. Um, It was painful. It really was. So I do think this gives them a chance to uh, this season, at least to get some
0: excitement, do do some things. But like maybe I'm just I'm not sure again. Give me grace, people. I'm trying to figure out where I land on these certain things. I don't things. know. I'm I mean, not sure. Like, if someone goes, Nick, do you think firing Frost and making Mickey the interim head coach gives, gives this season and this team right now the best chance to have success? I'm not sure where you know, I fall here, on
1: here's that. Where I might. Here's what I would say with that. If this was last year's coaching staff, it gives us a worse chance. For sure. Okay. Because Frost called the place. He was yeah. the offensive coordinator, right? Right. This year, Frost isn't calling the plays. Yes, Mike mean, Whipple is calling calling the plays. Right, and Frost is now the CEO overseer. Um, and I just like he wasn't necessarily even comfortable with that yet.
0: I think it was pretty clear he wasn't.
1: That's what I'm saying. So he seemed very uncomfortable in the new role he was at, but he relinquished his play calling duties. Right. So last year would have been a way bigger hurdle to climb with no frost this year, because Whipple's in new offensive staff, like it's sort of, it's, it's still, it's still frost ship in a lot of ways, but it's less so because he didn't have his, OK, total grip on the plate here,
0: because what you're saying is true. And there are two different l- arguments to be had about this conversation. You're getting at it from the standpoint of like the ins and outs of the daily duties of things. I don't think there's any question that Frost being gone isn't both coordinators are still in place like yeah. everything. And even Mickey sliding over to be the head coach isn't impacting either coordinator. Yeah. So, th- so in that way, it's good. My point is that when the head coach is gone and there becomes that uncertainty permeating throughout the locker room and in the coaching offices yeah. of, am I going to be here next year? Yeah. How does that manifest itself into the team? That's where, so do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think yep. does, I get this. the way this, the coaching staff is structured. Frost being removed doesn't necessarily torpedo the game day operations or even the week the weekday yeah. operations. Where I'm more getting at is the mentality of, does Mike Dawson, Donnie Raiola, uh, you know, Brian Applewhite, to Barrett Rude, to Travis Fisher, to Bill Bush, are all these guys going like, I'm not going to be here next year.
1: I mean, th- there's no doubt. Like, there's no doubt. Every coach is is having the, oh my gosh, my what is going to happen my in a couple of months. Be? But he, I also listened to Trev, and he said this is an opportunity. Yes. like he's giving for Mickey, Mickey an yes. opportunity. So that's right. That, I think that's what's so huge. Mickey's got an opportunity. I would say there's a good chance the coaches that are here with Mickey have an opportunity as well. Like it's sort of an audition for everybody right to keep
0: their job. That's why it had to be Trev. I was interested how he would, I figured he'd say, yes, I'm considering Mickey, but I think it was vital that he say that to keep everybody. a li- If, if Trev today, if someone would have said, is Mickey a candidate? He would have said, if he would have said, no, we're going to be taking a national search. Yeah. Then I think it would have been a disaster because now everybody's like, well, Well, and I
1: I think Mickey's a great guy for this role in the sense of, like, people, the the kids respect Mickey. Like, he's a Husker. Mickey Joseph is a freaking Husker, right? He's a Husker. Like, I remember Mickey Joseph when I was, like, six years old. I was like, that's the one name I remember from, like, the early 90s teams. Like, Mickey Joseph. Right. I knew that name. Um, And so, like, Mickey Joseph is a Husker. He's got... Told Cred with the kids, the young kids today. I mean, you come from LSU and winning and you, yeah. being the great recruiter that he is. Um, and he's just like a guy that commands the respect. Like that part of it is a good starting point to be like, okay, we're gonna see what happens here. So I don't know what's gonna happen with Mickey. I don't know how he's gonna be as a head coach in this role, or if that's fair to be like, This is how we're gonna judge you. Right. But like he's getting a chance. Right. And it gives the coaches a chance, and it gives the players that are going to maybe you know you when you're in a locker room you're not going to be like ah this year's over they're going to be like well, let's just rally they're going to try to find a reason to rally right because right. that's what you do when you're on the
0: team let's hope so you know? I hope
1: so not everybody not does everybody it. not, not there's every some team people, does it, right
0: they, but, there's some people that could throw in the towel here I don't oh, yeah. I hope that that's not the
1: case but I think Mickey's a guy that is a it's a smart guy to, it's like it could have been it was him or Whip yeah. I think this is the right move right
0: now. I do too, because even Trev even like hinted at it with like whip. There are a lot of duties that come with being a head coach that Trev kind of said, we don't want whip thinking about that stuff or dealing with that stuff. We need him to focus on coordinating the offense. Yeah. And so, and and Whip's
1: been a head coach. So like that says a lot where it's like, whip's been a head coach. It might've been like a, well, since he's been a head coach, he gets, but they said, no, mickey's the the right fit for this moment for this situation he's a better fit and whip can st- stick to just calm play so i don't know if whip wants to be a head coach again or wants to be a coordinator but yeah i think it makes sense for this moment to have mickey there
0: yes i agree but it'll be interesting to see i think that we just had a good discussion on like is this gonna ha- is it give this season the best chance depends you know yeah. like I, I could see why you would need an injection of something new and something different because um, certainly things feel like they're not going in the right direction. Uh, anything, I'm Trying. To, I'm just going through what I wrote down during the press conference. Uh, so, one, uh, so Salary be competitive. Well, go ahead. What do you got?
1: So this is one of the things Trev said that I found like, I go, oh, I like. So he, and this is where Trev is hitting out of the park. He says, we need to define what our values are and then hire somebody that fits with that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I've ever heard An A D speak like that. We as the University of Nebraska need to define this. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that maybe we haven't uh thought it out enough. Like, here's what we stand for. Here's what you gotta have to win here. So he's trying to he knows, I think, some of those things, but like he said, he's trying to find like what is it that we need to win here, besides just defining our values? Like, what else do we need? to win here specifically and he's going to reach out to all these different people and he's going to be like okay this is what you got to have to win here right because we clearly there's something that's been missing you can i mean you can win it like if you can win at iowa state and you can win at michigan state and you can win at iowa you can win here mm-hmm. you can we just got to find the thing the ingredient that, it, that we've been missing like whether it's recruiting, whether it's, you know, details, whatever, like we got to find that thing and bring in somebody that, you know, like knows what it's about here too.
0: Right. I mean, cause he even talked about, we're not going to, someone even asked what are our expectations for the program moving forward. He was like, he basically said, we don't even, everybody needs to stop focusing on championships, even talking about championships. We need to become process oriented yeah. and, and, and focus on that before we even think about anything else. Uh, yeah yeah you know he talked about how the qualities he looks for in a coach he talked about character he talked about managing people culture builders grinders he talked about that he said a lot of good coaches don't have a lot of other hobbies other than what they're doing being able to connect with young people leadership Uh, he talked about how he likes people who hate to lose more than love to win he then made it clear that he's not talking about frost here he's just talking about the qualities that he's looking for in a coach and he he also talked about with like the people that he's going to be looking for he he's not trying to quote win the press conference like it's going to be someone that he thinks fit those like what who we are what is the values and then go for whether
1: it's a big name or not a big name it doesn't like it doesn't matter like it's just got to be the right person it's got to be the right person that can get us wins like it's got to be about that right and it's going to be this is going to be a interesting couple months. I mean, and what a what a first game to start. We get Oklahoma the first game, you know, big the Fox, you know, big noon game. It's like, "Oh my
0: I god. Know. There's what? so much there's so much that comes with that that I want to get into in a little oh, bit because it's it's it is pretty amazing how this is all the timing of all this stuff. I don't even want to do tipsy predictions during the, our wine. Oh, God. We're doing yeah. the, we'll be doing the right. wine pod the, later today. Uh, Waiting <laughs> for us right over yeah, here. Tipsy
1: predictions. i like, I don't even want to think Full about disclosure,
0: that. people, we're, do, we're You, you were, we're recording this. We're going to then record the wine pod. You're going to New York for the whole week. So we're just Not, knocking it all out right you now. You
1: know what? People are going to want more content about or, this. Because because yeah. like, well,
0: that's what's hard. It's like, okay, the Georgia Southern game. Like, this is supposed to be the game recap. Like, oh. Given what has happened, it feels stupid to even recap anything that <laughs> well, happened maybe, with us.
1: maybe later we can talk. Like, it was kind of an amazing well, game. To me, so. it's
0: amazing with that game. The final uh, the final three drives were amazing. Four. Really. Yeah. I mean, you have Van Treese, who looked like John Elway and Tom Brady went into a lab and they grew of Kyle Van Treese last night. I mean, he was Awesome. Yeah, Last he was night. throwing darts. But so, Van Treese throws an interception when it looks like they're going to go score to yeah. seal the game up 38-35. Gets hit as he throws. Then Nebraska has a 15-play, a 98-yard drive. In this 98-yard drive, there are two huge reviews that both go Nebraska's way. By the way, I thought they were both the right calls. They went our way. So that's what so you're like, oh my God. As those things are happening, you're going, is Nebraska after literally having the worst defensive performance maybe ever? It's on the short list. Yeah. Are they going to get away with a win? They punch it in, and then John Elway, Tom Brady Jr., Van Treese marches them down the field. They convert a fourth and two on a slant to, that was a great catch. Yeah uh i thought tommy hill could have intercepted a pass that would and have sealed garrett, the game and, garrett, and nelson. garrett nelson and then a theme throughout the night it seemed like nebraska was getting schooled schemed the game winner motion out it looked like houseman vacated with him and you run a qb draw and Van Trees, who's not really fleet of foot scores yeah
1: it it was so i, I you know I watched from home and, you know, by the way, what happened in the first
0: quarter? <laughs> well, luckily I had FS2, so I was able to watch it.
1: Oh, oh. FS2 showed
0: it? Yeah, yeah.
1: See, well, I, st- I started late because I, I was on dad duty. So I'm like, oh, I yeah. tape it. Oh, so you missed one of those. So at what I point did you start? the whole
0: first quarter. Oh, Jesus. It was back. It was 14-7
1: when I got, when I, uh, when it came back. It was Texas really bad. Texas
0: Tech in Houston yeah, went, it went for forever. double overtime. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so, like,
1: guys, wrap it up. And so I was just dying when that happened. So I'm trying to catch up and, uh, you know. And I'm phones off but anyway so but i'm like i'm watching this game close i'm rewind i'm doing the whole thing and it was like it became clear like they're picking on us like it wasn't like a chess match it was like we know what you're doing and they kept running the same you know handful of plays right like the the, the tunnel screen the motion out run the slant they did that like what five times and it or looked like
0: it looked like they were in you know night pride but it looked like they were picking on Isaac Gifford Gifford
1: All- and Tommy Hill got got a workout and then you know what they and this is the other thing they did where it's like we know when you're in uh you know seven in the box or eight in the box and if you got seven in the box guess what we're doing or six in the box we're running it and we're going to make that that safety there tackle and we couldn't tackle right. right. Or like we just didn't have a sense. Like our defense, what I was really disappointed in is like we didn't have a sense of like, okay, here's what they did. They got us. Yes. Let's adjust. And then let's have some instincts to be like, well, guess what? Now's where they're gonna try to do it again. Like they were doing the it, same things. And as a player, I always took pride in like, you can get me once on some trickery, but like you never get me again on it again. And they were doing it multiple times. And that's what frustrates me. Like if I'm calling it out, like if I'm calling out slant, like Tommy Hill should be thinking, here it comes. Like Tommy should be on that. Like we shouldn't be telling, like that's the instincts that I was really disappointed. We didn't sort of like,
0: well, get, you know, uh, one of the things, and I guess we're not getting into the game a little bit, but one of the things, and this is more of a big picture thing that maybe this is something that Mickey will change. Color me shocked tongue in cheek. If you never fucking tackle in practice, it stands to reason that you're never going to be good tackling in a game. It seems like they spent the whole spring, not tackling here comes the spring game. They're not tackling. You hear these things about in fall camp, how they didn't tackle and Oh well, here comes the first three games of the season. This is the worst tackling team maybe I've seen, and this includes like Riley's teams. Yeah. I mean it is embarrassing watching guys like Buford or Miles Farmer and some of these guys try to ta- cut come downhill and tackle yeah. in the in in open space. Like the whole thing of like, well, what happened? It's like, oh, I don't know, maybe if you don't tackle ever in practice, you are not going to tackle in a game. It's it goes where it's like everybody yeah. could have rolled their eyes. It's up like it never sat well with me in the spring game of not ta- like what do you got? Like it's though, here's the thing is like we tackled well
1: last year. I thought for the most part and to me it's like sometimes you can get you can like what's the what's the term Where you get complacent where you get lulled into a false sense of security that, like well now we're good tacklers so we don't want injuries. That's a big deal, right? I get right. it, right but like you, this isn't the same team. No. And like, you're not in the NFL yet. That's what I'm saying. You're not Aaron Donald. You know, like there's a part of me that's like, it's, it's, everybody's always so worried about, you know, like, oh, we want to keep them fresh. We want to do like, I, and I get that, but like, you usually got to be good first before I give you the like, I I trust you. I agree. You You either got to be a pro and win. And then we go, all right, guys, we're gonna not we're gonna take the pads off this week because you just won four in a row and you were right. tough. I wanna get your bodies back. Like that is a thing, it's like it's almost earned. Like you kind of gotta earn something. And we've never earned it. Totally. I mean I guess last year our defense the defense earned it, those but get, the offense didn't earn it. Right.
0: Yes, I agree. It's you gotta earn it. You gotta be really good at it before you get it taken off your plate Monday through Friday or in the spring or yeah, whatever. Or we, looked, we looked at we look to protect you a little bit more because right. you've proven it this year. Like like who on this defense has proven that they don't need to work on tackling? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody and to me it's season. just like, well, wow, I'm shocked that then the game comes. They look like a team that haven't tackled in months. They truly uh, look like a team. You maybe missed Buford's first. I did. I heard about it. like he was like. I mean, it would look like it was. I mean, I don't. I mean, it was. It was. Awful. And I don't
1: want to pick on the DBs too much, but like that was, uh, man. Like, I didn't realize how much I miss Williams. Williams. Kim Taylor, Br- Kim Taylor Yeah. As like once you see the difference, uh, you know, with a bunch of. And I'll give them. They're young guys. Right. I don't want to pick on them. Yes. I don't want to like bash anybody because like it's it's a hard game to play it's hard right like hey come down in the open field make it it's not easy but like man like it's just like we are we were bad in a lot of ways. But
0: that's what's so frustrating is like one of the things that I thought was evident right away, year one, Frost, after Mike Riley left, was like there was a noticeable, discernible, tangible, visual difference in the physicality and the tackling yeah. right away. And it's bizarre to me how all of a sudden that just
1: if. Ev- Evaporated overnight. Well, and, and last year was the, we were those the best we've ever been yes. tackling, and so that's what I'm wondering is that. I mean, we're saying they don't practice enough, but is it just like personnel? is it a player thing? Maybe is, whatever is, it is, but D, like are, is the difference in the DBs that extreme? And I'm it's that would be surprising if that's that big of a drop. I don't know, just from like they're good. I mean, they were experienced in like pretty good. um I mean, Cam Taylor Britt's a second round. Pick. I mean. So like,
0: okay, like and Dismuke and Williams had played a lot of football, they lot and of they football. were they got lined up right pre snap. And those guys, the one thing those guys could do was hit. They could, yeah. They come, they come
1: down and hit you,
0: and they they just knew where to be. And I think
1: they got there at, in a timely fashion. I think we're late. So like, we look like we're late coming down, and so the and the holes are bigger. The holes are bigger, and we're late. So then these guys are tackling in like. Right, ten by ten. It's like,
0: Have fun. You know, it's just hard. It's hard to do. Uh, A couple things with the defense here because you're you're talking about that. One of your former teammates, Brian Wilson. Yes, he tweeted last night. He said, "Be well." Tweeted last night. (laughs) He tweeted. He his tweet was quote. I've been in this defense's shoes in 2007 and what can happen is guys start trying to do everybody's job oh, and it yeah. slides quick. Just got to do your job as someone that was on the 17. Is that I, I read that? I was like, that seems like it makes oh. sense because there, it seems like there's this, like everybody's like, Oh, what do you got that? No way. And then before you know it, no one does any of their jobs. Oh, that, Nick, that's actually, I'm, that's a great point by, by Wilson. Cause that's, that's what happens. Like
1: the, when when everybody's not doing it and it start like then you you just it's like you it's almost like you panic like you panic like I don't think this guy's gonna stay in his gap so the next time they run that play I better just go do it but then they have something that like right. it catches you making that sort of like guess right um, so
0: oh yeah I mean that's that's, that's what it seemed battle. like um, or, or I shouldn't say it seemed I'm not saying that wouldn't see it seemed like. Let me restart over reading that tweet. It made sense. I'm like, oh, I could see how that would be a thing where like if you don't if you if you don't trust and you try to do someone else's job, it it gets dicey in a hurry. I
1: would say it was a little less of that from what I saw last night. I think that's what happens if it keeps getting worse. Yeah.
0: The Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi. Hello. What's up? Another way is what's poppin? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any Day better immediately i love them my wife loves them my kids cannot get enough two-year-old mac six-year-old mava are constantly wanting to get it popping great for a snack great for a meal pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet earth and you are set all i gotta say is you need to get out to a runs location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Um, yeah, like what are you seeing? Take me to the defensive mind. Like, guys, what is uncertain. happening certain?
1: Like to me, it's like if you know the defense and you know what your opponent's gonna do, you're just you're anticipating, right? You're going, Okay, if they're going to this, like, I know I have this, your alignment, your assignment, and you do it quickly. Right. And you just execute it like the likelihood that they're going to always gash you is it's not big. Like they can call a good play here or there and that's where the coordinators need to adjust for you. But like if you're anticipating and you're quick and everybody's executing like every defense has a weakness, but like it's not giving up 50 yard runs each time. It's like you give a five yard out. Right. Or like, hey, we're going to give the check down right over the middle for five yards but no defense is just like well we can't defend runs and we can't like, <laughs> what they were doing guys if w- they take it 75 to the house we'll shake their that's, hands that's that defense's weakness that 75 to the house they might
0: score a touchdown <laughs> and average 13 the yards weakness carry in the of first of this bit. defense
1: is we can't stop the run
0: <laughs> cuz their numbers at halftime by the way were like yeah jarring well, uh, they. For, by the, I mean, they started seven for seven on third down. They didn't. They only punted one time, and that was in the middle of the third and quarter. I'll, and I'll say
1: this. I'll give them. Those guys are kind of good. Like their it offense. Like
0: it. Their offense. The
1: quarterback and receivers were good. Like right. they weren't like significantly worse than our skill yes. guys.
0: I was like, gosh, it, it felt like. Even- that, that's the thing I still struggle with at times. It's like I watch that game and I'm like, are Georgia Southern's skill guys? Just as good or better than Nebraska's skill guys, because they kind of looked like they were. They were. Is Georgia Southern's the, the, defensive backs look just as good as Nebraska's defensive? They probably backs. were. I mean, the the difference is we should
1: dominate on the lines. Yes, we should. Usually in these situations, if they catch a wave of like good skill guys, right, um, it can even out. But usually in these games, it all it takes is time because. Our lines will wipe out your lines in a matter of time. You can have a good half. Right. You should never beat us over the course the of the game. It's a
0: great e- equalizer, is yes. like we're just blowing you off the ball or we're not getting blown off.
1: The My ball. guy that's 6'7, 320 versus your guy that's 6'2, two, 260, like in about two quarters, your guy's going to be tired and he's yes. going to be done and he's going to make mistakes. That's what happens with big teams, good teams versus like the smaller you know, the smaller school teams. Yes. You just don't have the the big horses. And it just felt like they could pass rush as good as we could. That's right, Nebraska,
0: zero sacks. I don't know what even TFLs they had. They couldn't have had more than two. Uh, so no havoc, no pressure. I mean, it was like, I don't know what you would even say, like they at least did this. It was nothing. Defensively, nothing. Almost nothing. We, you go through. There's been a lot of historically wow defensive performances over the over the course of the last 20 years. And again, this one, from a yardage standpoint, is the worst of them all. Well, I, I, you know, I I try not to be
1: too hard on anybody just because, like, I know like these these people work hard. Like these guys, they spend a lot of hours doing this. But you know, I I thought that was the worst uh, game plan. That I had seen from our defense, like just in terms of yeah. like, here's the plan and here's our execution of it. And I was like, it, it felt like we, like you said, you said we got schooled. Like I it's felt it like, like we got schooled and it doesn't usually feel that much. It usually feels like, man, like sometimes they can, you know, it feels like we're getting pushed around or something. Uh or, you know, somebody makes great plays on us, but man, it felt like we were getting
0: school. So I kind of, I interrupted you a little bit. Like, uh, can you talk about like understanding your assignment and anticipating and making it happen quick? Like, yeah. What it like, are they capable of doing that? Are they not capable? What else at are you seeing? Point, like
1: at this point, I mean, it's like, it's hard to be like, they're going to figure it out. But like, I don't know. I just defenses that are good. Like they're always thinking one step ahead and, they, they, they never want to make something hard. Right. So like you usually have checks, right. Checks of like, you know, first out, first in first up, or like, let's just, you know, you go into this gap, D alignment in front of me. So I don't have to, you know, cover some hard blocking scheme, Like right? Do the things to make it easy. Like you shouldn't do things that are hard. Like that's, that was a lesson that like, as you get older, you learn, I was actually talking to Stu Bradley about this, you know, Stu, mm-hmm. Stu, uh, played years in the NFL and he you know he said that was a, something that became very obvious when he got to the league was like look don't do anything that's hard if it's hard don't do it like right. do this cuz it's easy like you should never have to do something that like your talent level can't do right and so that's that's something that like I would love to see is like hey like let's have some checks let's have some things that we can just play fast execute easily that's not going to put our guys in a, in a stressful like unwinnable situation yeah. so i don't know i mean we don't know unless we're in the in those right. rooms i, I have seeing no it. idea and i
0: don't i'm not one of those people that pretends to know defensive schemes well enough to know i see what i'm seeing i t- see
1: defensive tackles i see safeties and corners that don't look like they have clear
0: understanding of like it's, I know what I got right now. It still seems like the communication issue is prevalent. It yeah. still seems like guys are scrambling as the ball's getting snapped. And and the reality is, it's not just one. We're picking on the DBs, but the D-line's getting blown up. The linebackers haven't played well. I think Henrich's injury... Not that Henrich is, you know, the second coming of Ray Lewis coming back in this he's thing. He's the but guy he, that
1: keeps people in the correct, you, you know, checks. get the sense
0: he's the smartest guy. He's yes. going to be able to communicate, get guys lined up. Yes, and with him not on the field, I think Ernest Hausman's got potential. But you were once Ernest Hausman. It's like he's just his, not his probably big, right? ready yeah. to to. He's doing the best he can given his age he's, and what's he's, being he's, asked.
1: I mean, it's, it's amazing he's out there,
0: there right? Yeah. And so I think it's been a perfect storm of that but the reality is nobody's playing well like the no. d line the linebackers the secondary it's like you name it they're not playing well yeah and i always like you know i always
1: am a little biased cuz i'm a linebacker but like if your d tackles yes are not playing well it's just Life's a hard. it's a it's a hard year for you if you if you just are like if they're they're reaching those guys and then you got to make the decision am i going to do my job or let us get gashed it, that, that you're talking about, do your job. Like when when people are getting reached, or when people like aren't making it easy for you, then there comes these gray right. areas and these linebackers. You can tell right now are like they don't know where they're going because the D line right is getting, is getting is getting pushed getting around, and, get, and and, and all of a sudden not, it
0: tackles on you at the second level and, yeah,
1: and and constricting holes. So some like everybody's got a gap, right? But like sometimes, like when your team's not good enough. Sometimes you're in your gap but the hole is so big. Like that was one thing I learned like in 07 we would have these gaping holes and, and even like I'm in my gap and you're like well doesn't matter squeeze the gap you yes. know the gap needs to disappear because there were times so they last come night through. yeah like where the gap's too big
0: well uh the 170 yard run down to the one uh I mean, that was an enormous hole, and he basically didn't get touched until he got down to the one, and then you missed the first touchdown. I'm sure you saw the replay of it. Homeboy, it was a draw on third and 10, and nobody touched him. So it's like like, last night there were these gaping holes that – but here – okay, so with the defense, though, real quick, because here's something that that as someone that has been a Chenander and defense defender over the years – it bothers me how the conversation sits right now when you write the book on the Frost era because sometimes we're only we we have such short memories that we only like the last memory is the one that we paint for everything. Yeah. And the defense over the course of the Frost era is the one thing that has gotten consistently better and improved every single year. And quite frankly, in my opinion, the defense is the only reason that Frost got a year five. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that the defense now is probably the reason that Frost has gotten removed in year five. So there's a little bit of irony in there. Alanis yeah. Morissette needs to read it. He
1: <laughs> isn't it ironic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Our defense was bad, don't you think? It's like getting a year five because of the black shirts. It's getting fired because the black shirts suck. Isn't it ironic? That's what it is. Like, it seriously was Alanis Morissette ironic part two 2022 is the black shirts. It's like the black shirts got them to this point and then ended it a little bit.
1: I'm trying to think of a funny uh, Lance Morissette line. it's,
0: It's Oh, man, there's, I mean, there's an old man turned 98, won the lottery, but died the next day. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's meeting the man of your dreams and meeting his beautiful wife, (laughs) but that's a thousand
1: spoons, but all you need is a knife, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what it is though. There's a, there's the irony of the moment cuz right now the 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 prevailing thought is like it was the defense that that screwed everything up. It's like technically that's true, but let me look into this camera right here and tell you one thing for everybody. Yeah. Scott Frost was fired and the reason his era didn't work was because his offense blew it. His offense didn't work. For too long, for too many years, for, it did not work. It did not work. Yeah, this was supposed to be an offensive-led program. So I'm just saying, don't get it twisted. It's funny. Like- the, the the it was if we're if we're gonna play the blame game and we're handing out blame pie for people, yeah. I am heaping more blame pie on Frost and the offense and all of that than I am on the defense. Yeah. It's now, I if you would to combine that. last year's black shirts with this offense, like, you'd have a decent little team. But
1: that's it. We just, we can never put it together. Like, we can never put together complete games. Complete games. Offense, defense, special teams
0: for four quarters. Just doesn't happen. Because special teams sense- was fine last night. Time. Offense was fine last night. Defense let down. There were times where the defense was great. The offense was okay. Special teams let them down. There were times, you know, like it's just never. You're right. There's never been a whole three phases put together. It we just
1: we just it, need we need to become a team right. that plays complete games,
0: even if it's not
1: sexy. Doesn't matter. We got to play complete games. We got to have a strategy. We got to have a, a a way of doing things. That puts us in a position to win, and I th- I seriously think it's it's and defensive lines, and if you can run the ball, great. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying you have to be a running right. tech, but you gotta you gotta be in the trenches. You gotta be dominant, and we just we've been wishy washy there, and I don't know. Just play sound tough football, be good in the trenches. Let's start from there. You see Teddy Peno ass down got hurt oh yeah he, he had a rough game too man he's I d uh, i don't want to call him out too much but like a db bull rushed him on a yeah. corner blitz and i just wanted to be like why don't you just pin- pound that guy and teddy you-, you know Pino your name is teddy pin your ass down. Teddy ass down you should pin his ass down right? right live up to your name and i think like i don't know like, <laughs> it's like he's thinking about like just go kill him like Wait. you're six nine pound him
0: Right. <laughs> like he's he he'll has get gotten, pounded. What's weird is when he's gotten beat on rushes, you would think it was like guys like speed rush speed rush him and got outside. Inside.
1: What it's been is he's gotten like blown up. He gets like too like soft on these inside he, moves. Well
0: he doesn't appear to me to now you would think there's just a non-negotiable level of just humanity that even if he doesn't have a good base, that it would still be hard to move, but he doesn't seem like he's sturdy if that makes sense. Yeah. Like he's really straight up and down. I mean, Nick, and- but
1: the thing is that I don't, maybe he doesn't even realize is that dude's five, 10, 170 pounds. Like all you got to do is decide you decide, <laughs> right? Right. You're going to pin his ass down, right. pick your ass down. Yeah. Like it's just physics. Like you'll smash him and there's nothing he can do. Like maybe you'll miss, right. he can juke you. But if you want to, and you get him, if you touch him, there's nothing he can do, right? And you, you kind of let this guy put an up and under and like push him. And right. I was like,
0: even the North Dakota guy that, the that was da- the sa- the set fumble. Like he's a this little guy, guy. Just
1: like he just blew up Teddy P because he's 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 like playing. He's thinking too much about his set and his form. And, and it's like, look, this guy is daring. If he's gonna dare go in on you. You got to make him pay. Right. Well, uh, yeah, not to, don't get blown back a couple hot. of yards. I remember like when I, like the times I would pass rush, like the, the, the only hope you had against a big tackle was that they were going to miss you. Right. You but know, if they got their get hands off hands balance. On yeah. Like, but like if you tried to bull rush and you just didn't have like near this, like I didn't have near the size to bull rush a tackle, but like, you know, it's like, you,
0: you really should not feel like
1: hitting a brick wall. You should be like, Oh shit. You know, yes. like, what are you going to do?
0: Right. But, the offense, though, I mean, it's unfortunate. Like, I mean, Casey Thompson is a pretty good player, man. And he was clutch last night. That 15-play drive, he made some big throws. He punches it in. He made some good runs. Like, he's he, he's he tough.
1: Looks, he looks tough. Great. He's smart. He makes good decisions yes. under pressure. I mean, like, it, in
0: some ways, he is. It's weird. Is he more overall talented than Martinez if you just like maybe not, but I like, like him more as a I player. think I would rather have Casey Thompson as my quarterback I than think, Adrian I Martinez. I know I would.
1: I'm telling you right now, it's good. I've gotten three games of Casey, and I've seen enough to go in the clutch. In in th- his third down play is the difference. Like Martinez does a lot of good things on first and second down between the 20s. Casey Thompson is good. On third and long, right, and throwing like the ball all over the
0: field and in the clutch, I think he's good. Yeah, I mean, he came through on the on the long ninety-eight yard drive, and then even on the drive to give a, a bleak road a chance yes.
1: at a field goal, he did a good job. I just feel like Martinez always struggled in those. He moments.
0: never Martinez never even got. Like, the, there's even the last little drive that got an opportunity for a field goal. Martinez never could do that. Not if he, if he didn't have, like, multiple minutes. Like, Casey Thompson, what, he had 30 seconds? He had 30 seconds and two timeouts and marched him. Marched By him the way, Trey us- Palmer, almost like, trying to get an extra yard, almost, like, who well, that was close. Yeah, I was
1: looking at I I thought, could he have just turned and gotten up the field faster? But I also think, no, it wouldn't have made that much of a difference because there almost wasn't enough time to run the quick like a quick out right so like that's nitpicky but i always just love the situations and like what's the, the the right move i think what trey palmer did was it wouldn't have made a difference if he would have just turned up because in the end it's like you get two or three yards that guy shanked it it wouldn't have matter
0: well and by the way uh little note for the people that were watching on tv what ended up being an important five seconds was, did you see when Clay Helton was letting the clock run down? God, he yeah. tried to tell the ref he was, this was like, he was timeout trying to make at a, one. A, I want to time out at one. And the ref immediately stopped the clock timeout. And he went, Oh my God. And so it ended up that, that five seconds. Like if, if that field goal goes in and they lose an OT, if you're Clay Helton, you're like, Oh my God, a ref not hearing me and saying, I want to time out at one second on the clock would have potentially lost in the game. See they here or there, but Casey Thompson, is Anthony Grant? If, you, if, you're, if you're looking for any optimism on this season that Nebraska might be able to make some noise, make some, make things interesting, it's Casey Thompson, it's Anthony Grant. And then you know, Palmer, Washington get Volcalek like back, like those that picture's pretty good. Yeah. Even little AJ
1: Allen. He he ran tough. Yeah. Like it's it's funny that like we're we're seeing these running backs now make moves and break tackles and we went oh yeah that's right we didn't get to see that for four years for four
0: years you saw dashes of it with maurice washington every once in a while he would kind of you know like house call yeah. uh, yeah like ai cross a guy over and but other than that they've not or or the few times that wandale would have to get called in to call you know to to run the ball like you finally are seeing two backs that actually like i mean even there was one grant about making a guy miss grant
1: knocked a guy out of the game he's a good player like he he's three games in a row with over 100 yards like this is something that you know like i'm excited about our offense all of a sudden but now the defense decides that like they they're gonna forget how to play
0: it's frustrating it is it's it's really really frustrating um all right, are, you, we're, are you ready for some wine? Can should we, we make- have some wine? Do you want Do you want to take a teeny weeny little break? So this will kind of wrap up this pod, whatever yeah. this pod was. The re- we the, recapped, I mean, we kind of recap the we game. Recap. We recap Tres' press conference. And we'll we'll wrap this up. We're gonna pour some wine. We're gonna get right into the wine pod here, where we're gonna get more. In. I got a bunch of we we haven't we didn't even really get into Frost and like why this didn't work. Yeah, so we got to get into some into Frost. I'm gonna kind of bare my soul with a few things. So we'll do that. And then we'll listen to a latest more set ironic, too. We'll do that. Okay.
1: Well, what was your your line?
0: I don't know. (laughs) The The black shirts get you a year five. (laughs) The black shirts cost you in year five. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? There you go, right? (laughs) Pretty good. There we go. Okay. All right. I'm not going to sing anymore. We're done. Okay. A Huda Media
1: Production.